A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise, or at least we try to promise, is that our conversation will be less than fascinating. So you can just drift off. We invite you to rate us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Nidhi, I'm happy to report that I did pass my motorcycle test. We were talking about that on the last Congratulations. episode. Congratulations. Thank you. What was uh, the most difficult part of the test? Uh, it's interesting because I drive a scooter and so part of the test that you have to do in this province of Ontario requires you to go onto a highway with your vehicle so if you're going for the motorcycle test the majority of people who were um, engaged in the course um, had motorcycles so they were used to going onto highways I never went on the highway with my scooter so not only was it the first time being on the highway but it was the first time was my testing so I was a little bit um, nervous about that because I had never really gone past 70 kilometers an hour and the highway of course here in Canada is 100 kilometers an hour at least the one that I went on so I had to go onto the what we call the QEW which is a highway here in Toronto which stands for the Queen Elizabeth Way and um I was a bit I was a bit nervous but my instructor who is fantastic her name is Ginny Allen and her school is called uh, Motor Soul you know Nitty when you take a class with a teacher who's very passionate about the course material or about the about the content well um, you could tell that Ginny loved loves motorcycles loves um, teaching people about driving and getting their licenses and whatnot and so she was a fantastic fantastic teacher so she actually eased a lot of my fears with regards to going on the highway and as a result I mean I wasn't you know look at me I'm on the highway but I was much more comfortable thanks to her and the course that I took so I was going to ask because last time we spoke you had also mentioned that the highway component was the most difficult or the one that was causing you the most um not anxiousness but nervousness perhaps 
So I'm glad to hear that it went well and uh, that you're here right. <laughs> to talk about it. Yes. Uh, now, I drive the QEW every day, mm-hmm. Marco, and I find that sometimes you'll have those huge trucks uh, kind of back and forth and you'll get, I have a very small car. Right. And I find sometimes it get kind of gets sandwiched between Ooh. two mega trucks, right? Or what feels like mega trucks. Uh, and did you know that a truck? Did you tell me this that a truck can lose a wheel and still drive? No, I didn't tell you this, but I I, I do know that to be true. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all this to say, my rambling question right. is: Did you? Would, did you find yourself kind of weaving in and out of the traffic or did you find yourself very like, I'm going to stay within this lane and not move and try not to like change lanes so that we can be very calm and uh, like you didn't try anything spectacular. I guess not because it was a test. Well, part of the test is to get onto the highway and then to change lanes. So go into another lane mm-hmm. and then change back. So I did have to do that. Thankfully, my test was on Sunday. And okay. as a result, um, it, the highway wasn't as trafficked with big, large vehicles and trucks because it was Sunday traffic. And my first stint on the highway, I was actually in slower moving traffic because of the time that I got on, which was great. And then going on the highway, coming back, it was faster. But thankfully, I had just been on the highway. So I sort of got acclimatized to it, I guess, or used to it. And, um, and is the person who is evaluating you, mm-hmm. are they on the back of the, of the scooter with no, you? No, they're, they're in a van, or in this particular case, I think this is true for all the tests, but in this case, Ginny, who was my teacher and at this point was examining me, uh, or, was, or was, I should say, my examiner, was in a van with a headset so that she could communicate to me and tell me up ahead, you're going to be oh, turning left at the next traffic light or whatnot okay and so you're allowed a possible 25 errors out of oh, i wish i think it was 400 i think she said but i could be off but you're allowed 25 errors and what was yours 11 proudly 11 well yeah. congratulations marco so, i'm glad i now have my full m license wonderful and going to the um department of transportation to get it was quite a hassle but that's another story for another, for another time. day but yeah well but in I'm... order to wish you congratulations i have uh these two dessert like um tartlets i don't know they look really what, beautiful i don't know what they call them but uh my friend diana who is from montreal had come to visit me when i moved into this place uh, a couple of weeks ago and she made these from scratch and they're uh peach and cinnamon I don't even again tartlets, sure, with coconut cream. Does and it matter which one I take while you're no. while you're describing them? I'm gonna have a bite. Um, and they're sweetened with dates. And what's this on top? Peach. Oh, that's peach gel, of course. Um, so I hope it's still good. Oh, it's great. Okay, I like that you say I hope it's so good as, <laughs> as I'm you're eating it. it. <laughs> mm. Um, so congratulations. I don't have any napkins for you. No problem. That's uh, right. But um. I will get one shortly. Uh, Thank you to, I'm sorry, Diane? Diana. Diana. Mm -hmm. Delicious Diana. And there's no sugar in it, you were saying. There's no sugar in it. No refined sugar in it. with dates. With dates. Do you like dates? 
I do. I like dates. I like figs. I like those dried fruits. I don't like dried apricots, though. I see. Is it apricots or apricots? I say apricots. Okay. So I don't know. Um, what about prunes? Uh, I enjoy prunes. Mm. I won't have prunes on a regular basis, okay. but you know, I'll have it every now and then. Mm. Uh, what I don't like, Marco, is dried fruit in my rice. Do you know how like dried some fruit fruit in your rice? Yeah. So you know how like uh, Moroccan dishes oh, yes. or yes. Mediterranean dishes or even Indian like palau will have different dried fruit in the melange of like the the rice, you know? Sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm less of a fan of that. Okay. But I enjoy them on their own. Do you like fruit, whether it be dried or actual chunks of fresh fruit, in your salad? Ooh, good question. Because uh, Amanda will often put like, um, what are they called? Craisins? So, cran- so yes. uh, dehydrated yes, yes. cranberries. Yep. Or she'll put oranges in my salad along with walnuts and Or seeds. strawberries yeah. or yes. something. It depends. Okay. I, uh, I like cranberries, but I'm not really big on like oranges or the citrus in my salads. I do enjoy a watermelon and feta salad though. Ooh. Have you ever had those? No, I haven't. And I'm really into wa- watermelon. So I need to, now it's, it's, it's all around. So I would love to grab some and, and just. Watermelon, feta, and cement. Mm. Out of this Super world. yummer. Yummer. That's a new word that I just created. <laughs> now, Nitty, we were talking earlier and I told you that in high school, I won a photography award for one of my courses, which was a photography course. That my high school had, you could, you could, you know, learn how to develop black and white photos in the dark room and all that kind oh, so of. So old school. Old school, like you know, you take the negative and you'd. Do people even have dark rooms I anymore? I don't know. It's a great question because now with the digital age, you know, it's a certainly a sort of, I want to say like, dying art or an art that certainly you don't see as much anymore. At least not the dark room component of it. Mm-hmm. Although there is. Um, a scene. Funny you should talk about dark rooms because I was watching a show uh, that's all the rage right now, Stranger Things. Or, I saw it right? too, yeah. And so it, I remarked, or I, I found it really interesting that uh, I, we saw a dark room on TV mm-hmm. after a really long time, like a person in a dark room. I had forgotten how uh, dark rooms were really the how well i mean i had forgotten that that's the way essentially that photography or photographs were developed back in the day you sure know, uh, in those uh dark rooms you'd have to put it in three different sort of baths yeah uh, and um, and you'd watch it develop mm-hmm. and you never knew what you were gonna get which is what was so fun about the photo- photographs as well there was something really uh i don't know joyful about bringing your roll of film to the store to get developed and then having to wait a couple of days right and and those stores don't exist anymore you no. don't see them like you know it used to be blacks and suitors and a couple of others that were like well-known places you develop your photos marco so do you enjoy uh, more uh, black and white photography or color photography or do you have a preference when you're when you're looking at photographs for any I think artistically speaking I prefer a black and white photo okay 
If I was to hang a piece of art on the wall, it would be black and white. Okay. But um, for everyday photographs or, I mean, color suits certain certain moments and certain... Like which moments? Like if you're, you're at a beautiful beach and you want right. the, the color of the water versus the sand. Or let's say you're in a city. I mean, cer- certainly you could have black and white photographs. I think photos of friends having fun mm-hmm. the color sort of gives it a sort of vibrance vibrance and it gives it sort of sets sets the sets tone, the moon yeah the, the tone and i think so many people are taking photos of food now yeah what, so are you a food photo taker no, I'm not, not really no and the reason really i'm not it. is because i don't want my food to get cold and I know that a lot of people are like, well, it only takes a minute. No, it doesn't. You set up the photo. You should have the food as it hits your table. So on a rare occasion, I will take photos of food. Um, but generally speaking, I don't. I have a lot of friends and family who they need to take photo of food. What drives me crazy is when you're with a gathering of friends or family and the food has arrived and everyone's like, let's take a picture. They want to take a picture of the whole table and it takes forever. It's like, no, let's eat and take the picture after. That's how I feel. I agree with you because I also feel that it uh, is a little bit disrespectful to the chef. Sure. Because they've created this beautiful food Mm -hmm. and you are supposed to eat it, you know, uh, especially if it's hot food, you know, eat it right away when it's hot and and, uh, ready to go, you know, most of the times... Uh, or in particular restaurants, you know, they might be serving it at a particular time because of, you know, wanting the chemical reaction to be just right when you're consuming it. Right. And when you take all this time to then take photos, it, I sometimes wonder if there's a bunch of people in the kitchen going, they're ruining my food. Right. Just eat it. I want to see what they, they like about it or what the reaction is. I feel like the photo can be taken after the food is consumed and you have all these sort of plates and you can see, oh, look, they had a huge meal or whatnot. Personally, that's fine. What about you, black and white or color? It, I, I agree with you. It really depends. I think that there is something very uh, beautiful and... Uh, alluring about a black and white photo like there's a there's a different type of beauty that you can capture because I feel like with a black and white photo there's a stillness that you might not find in a color photo there's a very particular moment or emotion that you're capturing and it's heightened in a black and white photo you're not distracted by the surrounding colors so it tends to be a bit more emotional Mm mm-hmm but I agree with you. I think color photos for particularly pictures and landscapes and friends and all of that uh, really uh, does capture the essence of what it's going for, which is why I find sepia uh, an interesting oh. color palette or sure. color filter hue, tone, hue, yeah. that people start to use because there's a bit of that vintage kind of old school component to it. But well, it's interesting because we're recording this episode in your kitchen, mm-hmm. and just above our microphone is actually a black and white photo framed of Anita Ekberg from the movie La Dolce Vita uh, by Federico Fellini. 
Um, and it's black and white, except her dress has sort of been colored in red. And it's really quite striking. It is. It's a beautiful photograph or a beautiful image, really. And uh, She's in Rome and someone's serenading her, it looks like. And that's why it looks like, you know, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. So when you look at that photograph, like the black and white component of it mm-hmm. really does bring out the emotion of the moment or captures it very specifically but then you have this very dramatic red I don't know where is it shawl dress whatever it is cloth sure I want to say shawl fabric I think it's a shawl um, that really adds a sense of flair and drama that you would expect from a Fellini film I guess but uh, yeah it's kind of the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. some films are just fantastic in black and white Mm -hmm. you couldn't you couldn't imagine them in color. Mm-hmm. Casablanca, um, Citizen Kane. Now, when people, though, try and recreate that, like, so I find, so for example, a film like Casablanca uh, or um, those old black and white movies. Sure. They're, you, they're in black and white because of the time, right. obviously. But that's what makes them so classic. So when people try and do black and white films now mm-hmm. there's something so inauthentic about it okay. like it's to me it feels like they're trying to go back to a moment in time but the problem is is that the way we shoot movies now is so different right, right. so you're using different camera equipment you're di- you most likely aren't even using, using film, film stock exactly yeah. so you don't get that graininess of the black and white that makes it so special and unique and so i find it sometimes a little bit like why is this in black and white you know like why why what are you trying to do here what are you trying to capture so um it's interesting that's my personal i I didn't see the movie the artist that won an academy award but that's the one that comes to mind when i'm thinking black and white that's true um but but see for that movie and you're right i haven't seen it um it's on my Netflix, so I'll find it. Uh, like, I feel like something like that was actually taking place because it, like, the thematic right. fit black and white. Sometimes I feel like, uh, and so it makes sense why sure. it would be, but I have to see it in order to really comment well, on go. it. We'll have to, we'll have to get get that engaging conversation after you've seen the film. Exactly. Maybe I'll watch it too. Maybe. Uh, Though it really doesn't appeal to me, other than silent it's films, yeah. is it completely silent? I don't know. I don't know. I know it won an Academy Award, so it, it it obviously has some artistic merit based on that alone. But does you it? Know when, you know, you <laughs> know, film just doesn't appeal to you. Appeal to you? There's nothing about it. That one never really did anything. Do you like want to know my secret? Sure. You know which film was like that for me? What's that? Avatar. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't. Everyone was like, Avatar, 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 best movie, best movie. Mm-hmm. I tried three times wow. to watch Avatar. Sure. And each time I fell asleep because I was like, I can't take this what movie. What was it about it that made you fall asleep? Was it the sort of the... It was a little too slow, maybe. Okay. It was... I wasn't really into the premise. Sure. I don't know. There was something... It had all the things that I normally like. A little bit of, uh, you know adventure new worlds a little bit of the sci-fi component sure but for some reason i just couldn't get into it i don't know why do you have any movies like that 
Okay, so... Um, How much time do we have? No. Uh, <laughs> I know that Amanda will fall asleep if there's a lot of CGI. Oh, okay. If, and loud noises. If we're in a movie theater and it's loud and CGI's, for some reason that'll put her to sleep. Um, I... I can get easily distracted if I don't like any of the characters. So if it's not character-driven, or if it is character-driven and the characters are um, uninteresting, or I can't... Uh, that's me hitting my glass Oh, here. is that what you, that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, you've, you've uh, given me this beautiful crystal glass, and so crystal makes such a beautiful noise <laughs> when you hit it, and that's me hitting it. But, um, yeah, if the characters don't appeal to me, I'll quickly get turned off and fall asleep. Or if the... The film itself is very dark and takes place in a forest. Like, I think it was... Um, oh, like actually lighting dark. Like, I think it was The Hobbit or one of these films. Okay. That, that, you know, great film from a great book, lots of fans, but it became very, like, mm, trolly things walking in the forest. I know I'm going to have a bunch of people who hate me for that, but... Yeah, um, you're gonna it, be it was, on Twitter. Yeah, but it was it was a lot of that for me. And while I didn't fall asleep in the movie, it was just I was on the verge. So for me, I don't know. I just need something compelling. And for me, those types of films aren't compelling. So it didn't compel me. That's not to say that the acting wasn't great or the characters weren't great. It was just a lot of dark in nether worlds. So here's a question for you. What is a film that people are like, Marco's going to love this film, and you were like, I don't like this film? Oh, that's a great question. I know that... Um, or is there a thematic in film that people think, oh yeah, Marco's going to... must love. I don't know. Marco must love the Godfather movies because he's Italian. Well, I do love The Godfather. Right. Everyone loves The Godfather. Of course. Um, you know, sometimes I get recommended films that people think are great and that I will love. And I, generally speaking, I do like the, f the films that my friends recommend. I remember one time, Nitty. So there's these two films. I, I have a tendency to do this. I'll recommend friends the wrong film. Oh, no. Marco. So, for example, there was a film that Lisa Kudrow was in. That was really good, and it was it had um, Christina Ricci, and I think it was called. Oh, was that the high, the Romeo and Michelle one? No, no, no. It was like um, Christina. Like it was, I'll, I'll it, find it, out. Yeah, it was sort of a sleeper hit. It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't make a lot of money, but it was a. I thought it was a great film, and I think it was called Object of My Affection. But you, you'll look that up in a second. And then at the same time, there was a film with Jennifer Aniston in it. And it was one of these <laughs> silly films. I want to say that... The Opposite of Sex? The Opposite of Sex is the one that with Lisa Kudrow Kut yes. was in. Okay, yes. so Opposite of Sex, Object of My Affection was the one that... <gasps> so just look up the premise on that. So what I was doing was I was telling people to watch object of my affection no, yeah, instead of opposite of sex really bad. And, I, and i would say it has the person from friends in it it's oh, really no. good so i wouldn't even say it has lisa Goudreau. i just no. i would just say this was years ago right and i would say 
it ha it has the it has the girl from friends in it it's really great it's like this underground thing it's a little bit gritty and whatnot and i'll get uh nini to just read the synopsis of the wrong okay. film that i was telling people to watch well so, i feel like i first need to read the synopsis of the right sure, film okay. okay so um now how do we go back there okay so this is the opposite of sex with okay. lisa kudrow with which lisa is the kudrow. one i liked and Christina Ricci. After her stepfather dies, 16-year-old Dee Dee moves in with her gay half-brother Bill. Already pregnant, Dee Dee seduces Bill's partner Matt and convinces him the child is his. The couple steals $10,000 from Bill and runs off. But when an ex-student of Bill's, who's also Matt's ex-lover, accuses Bill of molestation, he must track down Dee Dee and Matt with the help of Matt's sisters Lucia to salvage his reputation there you go so interesting you know there's a bit of intrigue there some dark themes it was really well acted christina ricci gave a great performance in it really enjoyed it that's the film i wanted to recommend to people i recommended object of my affection and so this is what my friends end up seeing after i explained to them that it was a gritty film that starred <laughs> one of the cast members from friends New York City social worker Nina Borowski invites her gay friend George to move into her apartment after he breaks up with his longtime lover, Robert. Meanwhile, Nina gets pregnant and decides to keep the baby, but end her relationship with the child's father, boyfriend Vince. As Nina and George live and raise the baby together, the two grow close, and, Ni Ni oh, and Nina realizes she's beginning to fall in love with her friend. There you go. So it was a romantic <laughs> comedy. And so my friends would watch that one. Oddly enough, there's also kind of like similar themes. And that was the problem because I sort of gave them. You would give them a synopsis a and they're like, I'd be oh. Like, yeah, you know, there's a gay friend and this, that, and the other. And it has the the girl from Friends. And, and it's really gritty. It's really great. And they'd watch the, the Jennifer Aniston one. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, I didn't find it gritty at all. And I'd be like, what do you mean you didn't find it gritty? And they'd be like, well, I mean... She falls in love with her friend, and they live in New York. And I'm like, what movie are you watching? Then they'd be like, the one with Jennifer Aniston. And I'd be like, why would you watch that? I told you. Lisa Kudrow, Christina Ricci. So I would convince them that they watched watched the wrong movie, even though I had told oh, them. Oh, Oh, Margo. And because it's opposite of sex and object of my affection, you know, they both start with, oh, they were out around the same time. So, Nitty, I must have convinced... <laughs> five friends to watch the wrong film before I realized I had recommended the wrong one. So basically you, if there's ever a sequel to Opposite of Sex we know that you're responsible for that because you're the one who's spiking those statistics in terms of rentals yeah. of that movie. Object of my affection. Object of my yeah. affection. Sorry. Yeah. This, was, this was years ago but that's an, an, an incident where I was the culprit of recommending the wrong film well i won't recommend any films to our listeners i don't want to make that mistake but i will recommend a good night's sleep a good night's sleep thank you so much for listening to this episode of the insomnia project as always we are broadcasting from toronto canada and we are produced by drumcast productions until the next time we hope that you listen and sleep 